on your feet to anyone with a heart that's shattered doing your best to hold it together with no prayer to pray and no song left to sing whatever pain you're dealing with let me
Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Father God, we are grateful for you this morning for this chance to be together in worship. Lord, you know our hearts this morning. We ask that you bless the service we're about to have, the music, the message. And Lord, impart upon us that, that grace and mercy that you so often give to us when we don't deserve it. Because as you know, we are all sinners. Lord, we pray all of these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.
You may be seated. Good morning and welcome to worship. Um, today we continue with our series titled Spirit Driven, which is all about the Holy Spirit's movement and work through the early church. And today we are blessed to have Bruce Wall from Camp Luther with us to share the message. And so Bruce, thank you for being here with us. Um, so the, the early church really had um, amazing generosity. And we're going to look at that generosity today in our theme um, and we know as we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is one person of this triune God that we worship. So we begin worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as we look at generosity, we will see from the book of Acts just how amazingly generous the early church was. 
and we also think about ourselves, and God calls us to be generous as well, uh, but we don't always live that way, do we? Uh, we can be selfish. Um, sometimes we tend to, to um, try to pursue our own desires rather than God's, and sometimes we tend to be self-serving rather than serving others. So as we reflect on that, we know that we have a generous God who loves us and forgives us. And so we pray these words together in our confession as we confess our sin before our Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, your desire is to bless your children here on this earth and for eternity. In your word, you show me how by your grace and mercy, I have received one blessing on top of another. Lord, I confess that my sin has caused me to miss out on your blessings. My sin of selfishness, laziness, and rebellion has separated me from you. By the power of your Holy Spirit, show me my sin and remind me of your love that you have expressed through the sending of your son, Jesus. May the good news of his suffering, death, and resurrection empower me to live as your child in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And we do have a generous, loving, graceful Heavenly Father who forgives our sins. And through faith in the perfect and complete sacrifice of His Son, Jesus, we are forgiven. And because of the generosity we have received, we also give back to God as well out of the generosity that He's given us. And so this is a time for us to um, give our offering, our tithes, tithes and offerings to God. We have a box out by the, the entrance to the worship center that you can deposit your offerings in. We also have a way to give digitally. You can text to give any dollar amount to 84321. You can also go on our website, 1cchurch.com, click on online giving, or give through the church center app. So those are some ways that we can show God our, our thanks for his generosity to us and support his work through 1C Church. Um, this is also an opportunity for us to request prayer, whether that be a prayer of thanks or a prayer of concerns. Um, you can text your prayer request to the number 402-242-5051. We have a team of people who will get those prayer requests. Also, if you're live streaming through Facebook, you can comment on the sections uh, next to the live stream there. Uh, the team of people will get those prayer requests. We will include them later in worship in the prayers of the people, and then also we have a team throughout the week that will be praying for those prayer requests as well. And so we will continue worship with our next song.
Wow, grace, peace, and mercy to you from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am blessed and honored to be with you this morning to, to try to fill in for Pastor Jim and, and to share a little bit about this spirit-driven, this guiding we have from our Holy Spirit to be generous to one another and to be generous with not just the gifts and talents that God's given us, but with our love and our relationships with one another. And uh, we're going to take a dive. We're going to look into uh, Acts chapter 4 and kind of dive through what, was, what did generosity look like in the other church, in the early church? And how did God work through his people um, in the sharing of their gifts? And this is, you know, to kind of set the stage, we're, we're in Acts chapter 4. You know, Jesus in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 kind of gave some commands to go and be witnesses uh, to his disciples and to the all people. And then he, ro he rose, he went back up to heaven. And then Pentecost came and he sent his Holy Spirit. And now we're in this church and this, this gospel message is now spreading across all of his people. And, uh, and we're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit leads and guides us to be generous and loving towards one another. Uh, kind of want to quickly share a quick story uh, kind of a weird story about generosity, but when I was praying and thinking about generosity, I was thinking, you know, in my time, when did someone show me generosity personally? Um, I used to be a missionary, and uh, first I served in Panama, and then uh, then we moved to Peru. And while in Panama, I was uh, taking Spanish classes and, you know, doing all right there three or four weeks and kind of learning and growing. Well, my taxi uh, from my house to my Language class was quite a bit late, so I come running into class a little late. And, of course, um, you know, the, in Panama, students are just like churchgoers in America. We like to fill from the back of the room forward. So everyone's sitting in the back. So, of course, the late person has to go to the front row right in the middle. And so I get there, and I get settled. I start to look up, still not sure what's going on. And the, the teacher looks at me and says, Ah, Senor Bruce, una oración, por ejemplo, por favor. And I was like, um, okay, I understood a couple words. She said, oh, oración, I know that word. I've heard it at church. That's prayer. And I'm thinking, oh, well, she knows I'm a missionary. She wants me to pray for class. So I bow my head and I start praying for class. And then she's laughing so hard, she falls off of her chair onto the floor because she had realized what would happen. I didn't realize that the word oración also means sentence in Spanish. And she's pointing at the board at a verb saying, use this verb in a sentence. And here I am praying for the class. Of course, you know, now I'm feeling bad. All right, they're making, you know, here in this whole class, all these other people are laughing at me. Teachers thinking, what is this guy not learning anything? And so break time, I, I head into our little break room at the language school. And I'm sitting in the far back corner with my back to the crowd, you know, hey, don't talk to me, okay, I, I want to be alone, and, and this is where her generosity came, she tapped me on the shoulder, encouraged me a little bit, saying, hey, we all make mistakes, that's how we learn the best, and then she said, hey, you're a missionary, right, could you teach me about God, and for the next eight weeks while I was at that school, two days a week, 
her and I together dove into God's word. And what a, what a blessing that was that her, my, through my mistake, the Holy Spirit, I think, led her to be generous to me, to encourage me, but then he turned that around as a teaching opportunity to share. And so today, think about those moments, not just the generosity of, of, of donating and volunteering, which we're going to hit a little bit, but also the generosity of, of an encouraging word, the generosity of loving our neighbors, and the generosity of, of a love that only God can provide for us. So the, the passages that uh, the pastor asked me to kind of share on today are from the book of Acts chapter 4. Uh, I'm going to break it up into two parts, and we're going to hear, first part here is uh, um, starting at chapter 4, verse 32. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that, uh, that any of these things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Wow. So we're talking about spirit-driven, right? This great power is the Holy Spirit. He's in them. He's filling them. Guess what? He's in you. He's filling you. You get to give this testimony. We all can because we've been blessed with the Holy Spirit. It's not just for a select few. It's for all of us. But we've also been given this great grace, the grace of Jesus on the cross that he's poured into us, that he's given to us, this grace that we have been given so that we can share that grace with our neighbors and with our friends, and we can be generous with that because we have a God who's been generous already with us. Um, as we go on in this there, then all of a sudden now, this is where we're going to kind of start looking in this section here about how the early church was generous with one another. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what they had sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as they had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostle Barnabas, which being son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet." Wow, so we have this community, the early church is forming, they're united. Now we also have to remember politically, you know, the, the, the Pharisees and the leaders of the church didn't want them around because these are Jews now saying, wait, Jesus has come. And so they're, they're ostracized, they're probably not very safe. You know, Stephen, he gets stoned for preaching the gospel. So we're in this community where they're loving and caring for each other, they're sharing everything they have in this community and encouraging and supporting each other through their generosity and mainly through the word, of the word of the Lord. And they're even selling their property and sharing it equally among each other. Now, this isn't, this is not how we're, we don't have to live this way. This is how that early church was generous with each other. We get to do it in any way our you know, God allows us to, to show our generosity in many different ways. Okay, through the offerings, you know, as Greg talked about, that you could, you could man, you can text your offering. Man, I, I still remember passing the plate. You know, this world is modernizing quickly. We can give online. Um, I'm blessed to work at a, at a ministry that, and a charity where, you know, 40% of our operating costs in order to keep camp affordable for kids is based off donations that come in to run our ministry. And, man, God blesses us with great people to ensure that that ministry continues and that, that we can enjoy the blessings of Camp Luther and share the love of Christ with kids and families and and those we serve at camp um and but in this setting they are just they're, they're pouring it out to each other and they're living in their community together but they're not keeping it to themselves because they're out there spreading the gospel and they're sharing it and what a beautiful thing it is it, it, it almost sounds like a little utopia right here we are we're, we're 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 in a christian community we're selling and doing everything and then you know it'd be like coming to church and saying you know Pastor Greg, here's all of our money. You just give it to whoever needs it the most, and, and we trust you to take care of it. Um, and, that, and that's how they were living. But, you know, we have a problem. They have a problem, a really big problem. Um, I'm going to kind of jump over that one. When, that we see at Acts chapter 5. We have a big problem when we come into the next section of our, our verses for today. And that problem sin. So follow with me here. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. 
But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. Wow. So if we go back, you know, when the, when the apostles were, had tongues of fire on their head and their, you know, fire is kind of a big thing, theme in, in Acts. You know, the, the, the tongues of fire, they're outspread in the gospel and it's spreading like fire and people's hearts are ablaze. These are words we hear when we, we talk about the Holy Spirit. Fire is a constant theme. But we have another fire going on right here with Ananias and Sapphira. Oop, oh, there's a little bit more. I'm going to come back to that. Um, we have another fire when it comes to them. And that's liar, liar, pants on fire. All right? They're lying. Ananias, he shows up and he's like, yeah, I sold this land. You know, I told everyone I'm going to give it all to the church. And then he didn't. So they're questioning him here. So we got a little lying going on right here. So I'm going to kind of jump back here to the rest of the verses here. Um, and then after these questions, this is what God does. Liar, liar, pants on fire. This is what happens to Ananias. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great, and great fear came upon all who have heard of it. So boom, he lied. The apostles questioned and boom, right there. In front, of the, in front of the apostles, Ananias is now on the floor dead. The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, how is it that you, that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately, she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. Wow. Wow. Boom. They lied, and they're dead. We're talking about the spirit, right? We're talking about generosity. The verses we just had before, we, we thought we were in this, this wonderful world where everyone's selling all that they own and they're all sharing it equally and everyone's being blessed. But we have a problem. We have a problem that we have a, a conniving evil devil that wants to pull us away from us. He wants to mute that voice of that spirit that is inside you. He wants to silence that. And he wants to make us liars, liars, pants on fire. He wants us to, to deny the truth that is in us through the working of the Holy Spirit that gives us this understanding of what God has done for us. And in this situation, it may sound extreme, but they died. It was a wake-up call to the church and to them. Now, if we lie, are we going to die immediately like them? Probably not. If I sold some land and I kept some for myself, is that even a bad thing? No, that's a, their, their sin wasn't selling their land and not sharing it all with the congregation. Their sin was that they promised to sell their land and share it with everyone, but they decided to put, keep a little bit extra in their pocket and that they lied. And that not only did they lie to the people and to those others that they were in fellowship with, that they lied to God and to him. So as we think about how we give and, and charity and and giving back, how do we do that? We need to be careful because often that trapping is for our own personal gain. And we see it a lot. When you run a charity, and I'm blessed to run one, we see it a lot. You know, I go out and oftentimes we ask for donations and, and I've been asked many times, well, what do I get in return for it? You know, and not that it's a horrible question, but I think we at times need to reflect on when we give, do we give freely? Are we really releasing that gift and allowing the spirit to drive the work of that gift? When we go and serve others, maybe we need to consider, are we really serving ourselves? Are we being selfish? Are we doing it for our own personal gains? 
or are we going out and giving of ourselves to others and trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to use us for his works and for his will and not our own will? Because when that grows inside of us, that's the devil. He's trying to tear us down. He's trying to separate us from God, and he's trying to make it about us. But it's really about Jesus. It's about what he did for us on that cross. And so as you consider the gifts that God has given you and how you want to share those with the world, consider how you can be generous to others, but how it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about what God and his spirit can do with the things that he has already given us. You know, that, that liar, liar, pants on fire. I type that into Google if you type it in for images. I think like the first 40 were either like President Trump or Joe Biden with their pants on fire. Uh, it was really, really interesting. It took me quite a while to find one that wasn't like a politician talking. Uh, so we got some very creative people in our society. Uh, so, uh, but we have a, but you know, as we kind of go back thinking about them lying and cheating and, and the consequence that they had, isn't that not the consequence that we have? If we lie, if we deny what the Spirit is doing in our lives, isn't the consequence that we have death? But we are forgiven, right? Let's take a look here about some of the other ways that we could be generous. You know, as we, as we think about, you know, the widow's might. You know, as, as we hear the story in Scripture about the widow who doesn't have much and she, and she just gives the rest of what she has to the church and to those who are needy, when she already is herself in need, this isn't some gift. You know, there wasn't a giant check, you know, that, that we see sometimes on TV when they give a great gift. Now, those checks are awesome. You know, if anyone has a, has a big gift and wants to give it to Camp Luther, I'll make you a big check. You know, that's okay. It's okay to celebrate those gifts too. But this isn't something that you, in many cases, we would, we would celebrate in a big sense for the number. But the offering and what Jesus was talking about in the story is, is that how she gave freely and sacrificially, that sacrificial gift. Um, and then we look at another sacrificial gift of when, you know, this man broken and blind, and as Jesus walks by, he shows love and pity and concern for him, and Jesus heals him of his blindness. What generosity of a God, a God who came down, a perfect being who came to live among us in our, in our flesh and in our sinful condition, he knew no sin when he was here, and he was willing to go to those who have sinned and heal them like he heals us. And then, of course, the greatest love and generosity that we've ever seen is that not Jesus on the cross when he died, but that it's empty, that the cross is empty, that the tomb on Sunday morning, the stone is rolled away. There's, Jesus isn't there. He gave up his life, but he came back. He came back for us, for you, for me. For all people, he came back to save us from our sin, from our brokenness. He came back because the devil is whispering in our ear to be selfish and self-centered and to focus on our own, our own what we want and our own needs. And he came back to say, I love you enough. I'm going to bring you back into the fold, and I'm going to care for you. And I'm going to even go to a cross. I'm going to be buried in a tomb, but I'm going to rise again, and I'm going to give you that promise of eternal life, and it's guaranteed for each and every one of you. But, you know, it doesn't end. The empty tomb, you know, it doesn't end there. We go back to Acts 1.8, and he talks about, you will be my witnesses, and then he tells us to go all over the world and to be his witnesses. It's not over, because you know what? God is so loving and so generous that he has also called us into a service. He trusts us his broken, sinful people to be generous and loving to our neighbors and our community, our families and our friends to go and share the gospel. He trusts us with his message, even though we're broken and sinful. And so as we look, I want you to consider how is the spirit moving you? How is he guiding you? Is he guiding you to, to give to a charity or to a ministry? Is he guiding you maybe to find a way to support our small businesses when Doing business right now is really, really difficult. At Camp Luther right now, we would probably have 100 kids. This is one of, normally one of our busiest weeks in the summer, 100-plus kids registering for camp and signing up this afternoon, and we're not open today. This week, we're probably going to serve about 50 people because of our family ministry that we're doing to allow families to come out and enjoy time together at the camp, and we'll serve about 50 people 
but we're used to serving over 100 people every single day for the whole summer or more. Um, so is God going to guide you to, to find ways to help those places that are struggling right now to, to maybe hit drive through an extra time just to encourage that small business so they can stay open? And it's, we've seen it in our country. The generosity has poured out since this virus has happened. It has just poured out to where organizations and, and giving and donating is up and other things are increasing when we actually feel like maybe the economy is decreasing, but our generosity is growing. And that's because I think a lot of us, the Holy Spirit is moving in us to care and love for our neighbors. But how is the Spirit moving you? Is he moving you to give a cash donation or, you know, maybe all this extra time at home and isolating, maybe it's time to clean up those closets and maybe donate some items and some toys and, and give those to people who are in need. Maybe it's that neighbor next door who maybe their immune system wouldn't be able to fight off this virus or they're not able to go to the grocery store saying, you know what, I can give a few hours today and I can help them out by going shopping or, or finding ways to help. How can you let the Spirit work through you to be generous? And then hopefully through that generosity, God will give you that opportunity to share the gospel with them, to share the hope that you have in him. So my encouragement, my hope for you is to know, one, that you are forgiven, but you also have a, and through that forgiveness, God has poured his spirit upon you. And that spirit is driving you in everything that you do. He's driving you to serve others and to care for others. And hopefully we can mute out that voice in our mind that's sinful and evil. And we can just listen to that Holy Spirit as he guides us through our life. You know, finding those things that drive you. I mean, this morning, um, my son turns nine today. He said, I'm not allowed to say his name or I wouldn't get a Father's Day gift, so I'm not going to say his name. Uh, but he turned nine this morning. Boy, was he up early because I was coming here to talk and to, to share a message. He, we promised him he could open up his birthday presents before I left. We, uh, and so, boy, we were up early this morning because he really, it's like Christmas in July, really, for his birthday because we were up so early. And he was driven by that. But so find those things. How do they drive you? Let the spirit into that and do that and share the encouragement and the love of Christ with others that you serve, knowing that you're loved and that you're forgiven, but let that spirit drive you and move you. And even when it's uncomfortable, you know, when it's maybe not safe or maybe when you're like, well, I don't know that person, still take that leap, take that leap of faith. Trust that God is with you because he is. He promises that with you. In fact, the last words that Jesus said before he ascended to heaven, when we look at the Great Commission, he says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. So be courageous. As you're driven to be generous, be courageous because that spirit is with you. He's with you, he's guiding you, and God is with you every way. So you can be generous and you can do it boldly because you're not doing it alone. You're doing it in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? Dear, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your son um, that you have sent to die and conquer death and, and just bless us. We thank you for that spirit that you have sent upon us to be with us, that you've promised with us, that you've promised to give us through our baptisms and through our faith in you, that we ask that you let the spirit to guide us daily, to lead us and to bless us. Lord, we ask that you uh, allow us to be bold in our generosity as we serve those that you've put before us. And Lord, we just ask that you help us fight the temptation of selfishness and and self and to be self-serving and to fight the temptation of the devil to to lead us away from you and to be generous as you have been generous to us generous to us we pray all these things in your holy name amen let's go to god in prayer father we just thank you that you hear the prayers of your people prayers for my family comfort for our hearts as my brother John died today. Prayers for our daughter as she heads to Oklahoma for the National High School Rodeo Finals. Give her strength and mind. A prayer of thanks, Lord, for your continued support for my cousin Tara, who is doing amazing and feels great.
continues to drive herself. Prayers for my husband, who is having a non-routine colonoscopy on Thursday. Prayers for answers. Prayers for a sheriff's deputy's wife. Prayers for my brother, that he can find a home in Lincoln. Prayers that everything goes good for my mom. Prayers for the police officers and the first responders. Prayers for my situation that I am in with my ex. Prayers for good recovery for Heath's eye surgery. Prayers for my best friend Josh for his shoulder surgery. Prayers for the doctors. Prayers for my mom Alice as she is in the emergency room having severe back pain. Prayers that the doctors will find out what is bothering her and be able to help her. She is 88 years old. Prayers for hope and healing for Stephanie and Aaron Adams as they mourn the loss of their mother. Bring them through this hard time and show them your love, Father. Prayers for Lance and his family who will be leaving us soon, that he is comfortable and ready to meet God. Prayers of thanks for a loving family and friends and a caregiving team surrounding us through this time. Father, we just uh, lift up all these prayers to you, the ones unspoken on our hearts. You know what is upon our hearts and our minds and what weighs us down. Help us to be able to come to you and lay them at your feet. For you are a generous, caring, and compassionate God, and we just thank you for that. Thank you that you are so generous, giving your son so that we might have life and life abundantly. Join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, church. When you came in, hopefully you were able to pick up a, I call this a unit. This is how we will take communion today. A couple of things we'll do in advance of that. I'll, I'll be sharing the words of institution that Jesus gave us to take this meal together. After the words of institution, just a couple of simple instructions about opening this, and then we will share the Lord's Supper together. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he gave it to the disciples, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is the New Testament of my blood, which is given for you and for the many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So if you will, We'll just peel back the piece that's got your wafer in it. Let's take that out. This is the body of Christ. It was broken for you and I. Take and eat. And then on the, the wine or the juice that you might have. This is the blood of Jesus that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Take and drink. Oh, Jesus, how can it be that you would be so merciful to us, sinners, that you would lay down your life, that your body would be broken, that your blood would be shed? That is generosity. And you have come to us, and we have forgiveness of sins. The shackles are broken. We say thank you, and we praise your name. Amen. see 
couple announcements this morning. The first one, if you are a guest with us, we are very glad that you are here worshiping with us. We would love to have a chance to, to meet you, get to know you a little bit better. So if you'd be willing to text the word 1C guest, number one letter C guest, all one word, to the number 94,000, we'll be able to, to follow up with you later this week. Also, if you are new to 1C or you've been coming for a while and you would like to learn more about who we are as a church, what we believe, our history, our mission, we have a new disciple launch immediately following worship, so about noon till 2, uh, we'll have some lunch and we're going to have a chance to have a conversation about those things and get to know each other a little better as well. I'm also excited that this Wednesday at 6.30, um, we will begin to resume our visits to SOS, Seekers of Serenity Place, where we can spend time uh, building relationships with our friends there playing some games, having some snacks, and some time of prayer. So that's this Wednesday at 6.30.
And then also Thursday at 1 p.m., we are having more than a movie. So this is an opportunity to gather, watch 101 Dalmatians as family or individuals, and then there'll be some snacks, some fun, as well as uh, some scripture tie-ins to the movie 101 Dalmatians and what we can learn from that. Again, that's Thursday at 1 p.m. These announcements and so much more are available through our Weekly Happenings email on our website uh, where you can get more information as well. So please um, consider looking there for more information. Um, as we get ready to leave, we know that we have a generous God who loves us so much. He blesses us, and he also wants to bless others through us. So as we go, go with God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Please rise for our last song. Serve the Lord.